All right, here we go. Well, I hope you both wanted twins, because that's what you both got. Girls. Wonderful. Damn. That was the messiest, ickiest, most unbearably primitive experience I've ever had. If it's all right with you, I'd, I'd like to name them after my great aunts. I shudder to ask. Rose and Sadie. Ugh. You'll look so lovely in that tiara. All right. We'll name them Rose and Sadie. What color are the stones? done real good. Oh, God. Why, that's your prettiest one. Well, what should we call them? It's just a duck. Oh, you mean the, uh, How about Rose and Sadie? That's pretty. Sadie and Rose. We're back. We're back once again, children. My name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these are the movies, movies that made us gay. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, I hope you uh, are enjoying yourselves. I hope you're ready for our next episode. We've got a great show today and a wonderful guest. Scott, take it away. Oh, my gosh. We watched Big Business from 1988 with our good friend, Carly Asinda. How are you, Carla? I'm Welcome to the great. show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for oh, coming man. on the show. It's like crazy hot in Pasadena in our apartment. We uh, just uh, finished you know. watching Big, big Business a matter we of did. minutes ago. <laughs> and... Carla, you wanted to do Big Business. Yes. This was probably my favorite movie, favorite like live action movie as a kid. Sure. Before, I don't know. I mean, I guess there was, what else would have been like the big movies? Beetlejuice was definitely a big one. Beetlejuice, nice. 1988. Um, Harry and the Henderson. I was looking up what this movie <laughs> opened up against at the box office, and Pete, it opened against Poltergeist 3. Wow. It okay. beat it in its gross. But uh, the number one movie at the box office of June 10th through the 12th uh-huh. of 1988 was uh-huh. Crocodile Dundee 2, followed by Big, and then Big Business. Okay. And then rounding out the top 10 was um, a Rambo movie, Funny Farm with Chevy Chase, <laughs> Willow, and Beetlejuice. Oh, wow. Yeah, quite but the weekend the in only, 1988. Yeah. This is the only strong female lead this of all true. This, this is true, <laughs> yeah. It definitely passes the Bechtel test. It's yeah, two got... it's two women on screen talking about something that usually isn't a man. And doubled. I mean four mm-hmm. women. There's four, four women on four screen characters. Yes. I guess. So yeah, this is a movie that I definitely remember being around when it being around when I was a kid, I remember it airing on cable, but I never used to watch it or rent it. Yeah. I, I don't think I had ever watched it in its entirety until I met Pete. Yeah. I definitely watch it in its entirety a few times. <laughs> I think it was one of those that my parents would rent whenever they would go, you know, on a date and it'd be like babysat. Be yeah. Like, I'm big business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and watch it. And this is actually my first time watching it again as an adult. And oh, okay. I think it holds up. I think I, it's still a great film. I agree. Yeah. There's some pretty funny moments in it. 
And yeah, it's a perfect movie for kids because it's somewhat adult, mm-hmm. but it's still it's still kind of silly that I could see that when this movie came out in 1988, a certain audiences of adults were probably <laughs> not super into it. But it's the type of movie that kids and young people yeah. could yeah. like because it yeah. feels adult. Yeah, too. It does feel adult, but the adult jokes kind of can go over kids' yes. heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I yeah. did not realize those two gay characters were gay. Yeah. I just yeah. Like, they, were, they were just colleagues. I have you a, were like rude. He was just I like, a, yes, exactly. I have, a, I have a few things to say about that scene when we get Child, to it. Childlike Rune. Yeah, it's very childlike. Oh, Rune. But so, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that I think this, the kind of risque jokes are there for adults, but kids, they're kind of... Um, benign enough that kids wouldn't really get it mm-hmm. there's nothing over there's no like nudity or any weird like super sexual stuff yeah um like so. when the guys buy the condoms i probably had no oh, idea yeah. what that was yeah or like, what, whatever not yeah. even those getting get gum or candy fresh in his breath yeah for his little date with <laughs> so i Sadie. did i did find out on the indb trivia uh-huh. i don't know if this is true but this movie was written with barbara streisand and goldie hawn in mind do you believe? It? Yeah. Could you see this movie with Barbara and Goldie? I, mean, I could see it as Barbara as the as the Bet character and Goldie as the as Lily the city character. Bet. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Goldie could kind of do either of the roles because mm-hmm. I think she could mm-hmm. handle Sadie because as we saw in Overboard, she can play yeah. bitch really she, well. Yes, yeah. But um, I don't know. I guess that would have worked. I could see Barbara. As the power bitch executive, sure. Though. As the Bette Midler characters, but we are thankful that didn't work out because we got Bette Midler and the wonderful Lily Tomlin in this movie, both yeah. at the top of their game. It, yeah, interesting that this was a movie that got made in the eighties that starred two f- strong female leads, mm-hmm. both of them in their mid to later forties. Yeah, and not conventional leading ladies too. Even for the 80s, yeah. they're very outside of the box of what you think a leading lady is. Yeah, I mean, Lily Tomlin came from a comedy, the comedy world, and I think at the time especially, women in comedy were not allowed to be sexy, mm-hmm. right? I feel like Bette Midler kind of straddled that line, but she came more from music, and she was just, in the 80s was just her getting into more of an acting comedy kind of field. Because she did a whole string of movies around this time. It was yeah. this, Outrageous Fortune, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. What else Ruthless, am I missing? Ruthless, Ruthless People. people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. all just kind of staples of the video store. Too, oh, yeah. That you would always Great see in the comedy art. section. Oh, my God. Yeah. They all had a wonderful cover. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like in the, in the 80s, like female comedians, you, like if you were funny, you kind of were a little bit more, I don't know, just let less conventionally attractive mm-hmm. maybe you know and like lily tomlin um i don't know i think this kind of this movie gave them both the chance to be feminine they give them a lot to work with oh yeah definitely a ton to work with um yeah. and it's never br- their age isn't really brought up no no like, not at even all even with um rose talking about having kids you know, oh, yeah. Or think, yeah, can she's, she? yeah she still <laughs> thinks she wants to get married and have kids and like these men still like both, all four of the characters have men that are chasing them the yes. entire time. Like, quite literally chasing them around <laughs> yeah. the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. And I think the only time age is mentioned is if, like, 
the driver brought it up once and they were like, we know. Yeah, like, don't say it. <laughs> like, I've been, yeah, driving you for the past how many years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I like the driver character because I feel Harlan like Harlan, <laughs> yeah, because Harlan's been with them since since they were born. Since they were born, yeah, he mm-hmm. drove their parents, so it's like I think he got the pass to like tell them to answer the damn phone and like that, all that kind of stuff. Where I don't think anybody yeah. else would have been able to talk to them that way. And the um, Sadie character, the 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 bitchy Sadie the character, Sadie. would never fire him because he's always been there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, this it gets kind of confusing because there there are two actresses playing two sets of identical twins. Um, Lily Tomlin is playing Rose, both characters named Rose, and Bette Midler is playing Sadie. Because the jokes of the movie wouldn't land, and the plot wouldn't exactly. work out if they if didn't, if like, if they my, didn't have name. the <laughs> same name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And also, if any of them had a cell phone or a pager, none of this would. <laughs> yeah, this only would a comedy happened. that would work in 1988. Yeah. And also, the fun of it is a whole country mouse, city mouse. Yes, it's not just the swap. It's like it's, fish out of yeah. water too. <clears throat> the what? I said fish, fish out of water. Oh, fish out of water. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, all this stuff in New York is amazing. There's a really a lot of great um, because of the whole country mouse, city mouse. Uh, aspect of it there's a lot of great uh little like sayings and colloquialisms like the, referring to someone as a hayseed mm-hmm. i had never like i've heard first heard that in this movie country rose says hold your horses <laughs> does she say <laughs> when uh <laughs> when sadie's horses. locked in the closet yeah she says hold your horses my grandma used to say hold your horses yeah. but but so yeah was that's the other it. one like when when country Sadie wanted to go out in the town, she's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to stick around like a clove and a big pig or some, a big tog or a something clo- like that. A clove on a big tam. <laughs> a big tam. Yeah. Because you're sticking with cloves <laughs> and, a, and a big tam. <laughs> she's not sticking around like that. No. <laughs> but yeah, this this movie is so cool. There's like uh, any excuse to give Bette Midler to sing a song. Oh, yeah. She's she got, yodels. She's you got to have Bette two, sing. She's got two song breaks in this with she some puts yodeling. That, she puts that little Walmart yodeler to shame. No, I love the Walmart she does yodeler. that song. Mason. Mm-hmm. We love you, Mason. Come on our show. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, okay. So, the plot of this, though, like the real nitty-gritty plot mm-hmm. with, like, the company Miramax. <laughs> Not Miramax. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and we down. should probably say Mora that they Max. were Mora in Max. the opening scene. They're switched at birth of the hospital. Yeah, right. too. That's yes. that's the setup of this movie. Yes, it's the city folk came into the country. and yes. the wife has to have a kid, and the the hospital's owned by the furniture conglomerate. Or right. whatever. But so the rich the rich city guy buys yeah. it in order for his wife to give birth. And only only employees <laughs> could use that hospital, but she was having a baby now, so he's like, I, I bought All the right. hospital. <laughs> so I was and wondering in my notes, do you think this has ever happened it in has. real life? It has. It's had, oh, my God. It's happened in Columbia. Oh, my God. Look oh it up. God. Guys, though. Multiple twins that were yeah, switched? And, other, and this is not... And this is the only time it's known to happen where it's one of each. There's been okay. full sets of twins where it's yeah. like the whole set goes to the wrong parents. Right. But in Columbia... They've, a couple of years ago, these guys figured out. You should look it up. Look up the Columbia Twins. Yeah. There's a New York Times article. Oh, my it's God. It's fascinating. And it's similar in that it is kind of a city-country situation, right. oh, too. Wow. But it was the reverse. It was like the country twins are born in, like, this small rural town. Uh-huh. And one of them was sick. So they brought him to the hospital where the city twins are born. Okay. And so the sick one got sent to the 
city parents and oh, he wow. did always feel like different yeah and it was just more serious like the the rural family was like more quiet and serious sure, okay. and the city people were just more like goofy and fun yeah, loving okay Huh. I don't want to get too sidetracked. But yeah, no, it's, it's cool. a fascinating. That's that really interesting. That is fascinating. I knew that it had to happen. You think this story is so crazy, but it's like, come on, yeah. yeah. But it, as far as anyone knows, it hasn't happened before this movie sure. came out. Right. This was something that happened, I guess. In, I think they're in their twenties. These guys. Oh, like now. Yeah. So oh, okay. Oh, that thing. is very wow. recent. Holy mm-hmm. crap! And it was like through someone saw a picture on Facebook, and it was like yeah. that looks just like you, and they're like, yeah. that's weird that looks like. I was thinking about that. I was like, with all of the, like, mm-hmm. uh, 23 and Me stuff going on, this would have been discovered eventually mm-hmm. if uh, if Miramax wasn't trying to strip mine <laughs> I love Jupiter it. I love that we're just going to refer to the company as Miramax what is, now on. What is strip mining, by the way? I don't know. The, Who knows? The main plot of what's, <laughs> what's exactly happening to Jupiter Hollow is yeah. a little lost on me. But then also, when everybody's at the Plaza Hotel... And the crossing of paths yeah. and the opening yeah. of doors. No one would have noticed. <laughs> There's so much complicated shit going it's on. It's very comedy of errors. I mean, classic, yeah. uh, classic comedy yeah, stage work. Yeah, for sure. Work. It's, it's very in fars- out, farcical. Yep. In and out of doors. Yeah. Mistaken identities. Yeah, but there's a lot going on. I do have to say, watching this again as an adult, because I did, Carla, like you, I watched this a lot as a child. And that's one of the things. It's like me as a little kid. Okay, so Seth Green is in this movie. He plays Sly. No, Sly's the dad. Sly's the dad. Okay. Maybe maybe they're both named Sly. Sly. (laughs) Pre-nose job Seth Green. Pre-nose job Seth Green. Okay, so the thing is, City Sadie is a divorcee, and her husband comes to complain about how she's treating their son. Spoiling, spoiling him. She's giving him cash for grades, and she's giving him a lot of cash. I bet hundred bucks for a C. I bet that's pretty common <laughs> for New- rich New York kids, though. Plus, that was a wad, so you know he's probably working to get A's, knowing he can get three hundo for every A. So, I mean, I guess if it gets A's on his report card, yeah. I guess there's not anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. But the dad's mad about it. But the kid is Seth Green. This movie's released in '88. I'm roughly Seth Green's age. I'm about two, three years younger than Seth Green. He was a small child in this, and he was obsessed with Rambo toys. And he was dressed in full army fatigues with, like, the bandana and, like, the fake guns. And this is pre- uh, toy manufacturers making guns in, like, crazy colors. Yeah. You know? They looked like real guns. They looked like real guns. Yeah. And... So being a little boy around that age, that's like what I was supposed to be into, like Rambo movies and like shooting like my shooting up like my parents with these fake guns and like wearing army fatigues. And I was not. I was into big business. You'd rather <laughs> you'd rather go and write big business from the video store yes. and go home and yes. watch it for the tenth and time. sing along with, with my polka dot suit, little old lady who. <laughs> yeah, and like a like a like a red bob, you know. I was just all about a polka dot business suit and and just and these two gals and I loved it. And that's really like. Yeah, that's 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 me wrapped up in a in a <laughs> in a little nutshell as a kid, just being into this and not. Do you Rambo have a clip of of Bet singing? Do I have a clip of Bet? Play it. Uh, yes, I do. We've got. Um, are you talking about the uh, the Swamp Mud Boys? <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> because I do. I, I've got that right here. Well, hello, Jupiter Hollow. Yeah, it's pretty I good. I know you're doing fine. Every day you work the factory. Every night a jug of wine. But now them bums are more mad. They're trying to look for dry. But you all know not to throw. We'll sound the battle cry. mentioned there's a live cow on stage. Yeah. As she's... <laughs> that she starts off milking at the beginning of this performance. Oh, man. And everyone in the audience is square dancing. Oh, man. Lily Tomlin's doing her... What do you call that footwork? Jig. I don't even know what that. what's going on there. I love Lily Tomlin is always in a sensible, flat... <laughs> Yes. Or like a mm-hmm. like an espadrille wedge, just country roses <laughs> aesthetic is amazing, and I love that um, country rose is the no nonsense mm-hmm. of them. So the so the like, conceit is yeah. that each set of twins has a, a stand up <laughs> bossy. They're referred to them mm-hmm. as bossy. Mm-hmm. Each set of twins has a bossy twin and a more like demure twin, and they so they each get to play that side of the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a kid, I didn't really give Lily Tomlin enough credit for her performance. She definitely makes very distinct character choices for both of them. I was just about to say, I mean, as does does Bette, too. No, well, that's the thing. As a kid, you think, to me, I'm looking at Bette Midler going, oh my God, this performance is amazing. City Sadie is just like out of control. Bombshell. Yeah, yeah. But then I didn't really think about. Lily Tomlin's performance and how distinct these two characters actually are. Um, I do want to talk about uh, one of the early scenes in the movie where we get introduced to City Sadie and oh, how man. it is completely ripped off by the Devil Wars product. Yeah, and this piece of music that they choose, if I were to have like a theme song of when I'm leaving the house and going to work, it would be this. <laughs> I've tried to track down this to see if there's a score on iTunes. It is not. You have to just get this from the movie. Yeah, I mean, but it's just a little bit this of This piece of music is epic. Yeah. It's everything. But I do remember, Scott, when we when I first showed you this movie, you were like, this is the first scene of Devil Wars Prada. Yeah. Where they introduce uh, Miranda Priestley. Is that her name? <laughs> I, I'm just, like, going to work downtown in, like, a business suit and just, like, looking up at all the buildings. Yeah, but, like, all the people in the office, like, she's here. <laughs> she's here. And, like, everybody getting all yeah. scared. Yeah. Do you think that Bette Bet was just sitting in the audience for Devil Wears Prada and was like, that's cute? <laughs> yeah. I already, se- I already seen did that this. before. <laughs> already have, did this. They didn't have Mary Gross in this one. No. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, Mary Gross. <laughs> movies, <laughs> movies that made us gay all-star. Third movie of... Mary Gross. Yeah, she was This in, time with brother. Yeah. This she, time with brother. We had <laughs> yeah. her first in True Beverly Hills. Then we had her in Baby Boom, which I didn't know she was in. She pretty much plays the same character in Baby Boom as she does in this. Yeah. If true. you ever need a put-upon secretary, <laughs> Mary Gross is on speed dial. And I guess she evolved into Emily Blunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they did like an 80s... Uh, I mean, they would have had to have known... That they were when they were making Devil Wars making Prada? Devil Wars Prada. Some gay on the set was like that. They um, were sort of ripping off. Can the I scene. show you this movie? 
She's like, she's like commenting on uh, office girls and what they're wearing. Yeah. Too. Yeah. She fully told that one. What did she tell that woman? Where? Oh, is this how we're dressing to the office today? You look. You look like a blood clot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like wearing a red dress. Carla, did you notice as a kid what they did with the wardrobe? Where like they would set up the city twins in outfits, and then the country twins would wear like a dress barn version of that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Did not pick up on that as a kid, no. The off-the-rack <laughs> version of it? Yeah. It, yeah. Even as a kid, That's I clever. Was, yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. caught, caught it in a couple of looks, especially with with Sadie. There were a couple of looks where, like, she would wear, like, a hat, or she had, like, the very first scene, she had, like, um, like a cape, almost, like a yeah. weird white capelet. And mm-hmm. then when, they've, when the country girls got to New York, when the Ratlis got to New York, she mm-hmm. had... It was a different color, but yeah. it was like a capelet. It yeah. was Sadie trying to replicate what yeah. she thinks a big city yeah. girl would wear. Yeah. Both Sadies were in a lot of white, red, and black. Yes. And both roses were in a lot of like lavender and pink. And pink. Yeah, yeah. And roses, the Rose sisters had like, a, they would have um, like something tied around their neck. A neckerchief or something, but but Country Rose always had like it was like lace, mm-hmm. and I did like that Country Rose wore a pair of high waisted pink culottes, yeah, <laughs> and her <laughs> Tuesday panties, yeah. and her Tuesday panties, and, and her traveling. And both roses yeah. have the buttons. One is save the Jupiter Hollows, yeah. the other is save the whales. Save the whales, you're clever. right. That, it I, kind of see. Mm-hmm. I didn't even catch that. It, it tips off as the audience of which one's on screen. She uh, city. Rose had saved the whales, stop acid rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Country Rose had Axe Moramax and saved Jupiter Hollow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they both had kind of their um, comedic props, like City Rose with the shoulder pad mm-hmm. always falling. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Country Rose had her... Yeah, her, like, her, her, her bangles. That's right. <laughs> her rattlesnake bangles. Her bracelet rattlesnake bangles. That was so funny. I do like that Country Rose's hairstyle is a little bit more like Peg Bundy. Mm-hmm. She has like, yeah, yeah, she has bangs and like a back combed, <laughs> like ratted hair. And then, and then City Rose is just like 80s, 80s Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. So... I want to talk about Rose's boyfriend. Uh, Rune? Play by Fred Ward. Fred Ward? Who is sure. so fucking adorable. The professional miniature golfer? The professional miniature <laughs> golfer, yes. Yeah. I'm going to call him the redneck R- Richard Deere. <laughs> yes, yes, that works. Redneck Richard yeah, Deere. Yeah, he's always wearing these these like tight fitting jeans. Well, I mean, With he's belt. he With looks very he looks very current. He's very yeah. on trend for his hair looks really great. Day. He's wearing clothes that fit him is the thing. And you didn't see that a lot in the 80s. Um, yeah, he was wearing fitted jeans and like a plaid shirt. It, granted, it was like tucked in with the sleeves rolled up and all that. Very country. But um, he does look very current. And yeah, Fred Ward's, a, Fred Ward's a looker. So there's that scene later. We talked about it a little bit. And we're not quite mm-hmm. going in order because it's, it's pretty silly to go this, through this movie beat by beat because it gets a little confusing at times. But there's that scene with um with the gay couple in the hotel sure that i watch it now and i'm just like oh man what's gonna happen like are they are they gonna somehow like get him in the bed with this guy <laughs> like he's doing his push like, yeah. like like fred ward is already shirtless i'm like oh my god and edward herman oh my god is, i mean it seems like edward herman is more jealous than 
oh, yeah. than wanting him in. Yeah, There's for sure. Part, was it Graham? Chuck? Gr- Graham, Chuck Graham is, yeah, <laughs> Ch- Graham is Edward Herman. Yeah, Chuck was very much like fawning over room. Yeah. And Graham is like, all right, all right, putting the kibosh on that. And I like that Fred Ward's character is just so naive to gay men that he sure. just assumes that they're sleeping in the same bed because... For his sake. Yeah. For his sake, just so they won't put him out. Yeah. So, Carly, you mentioned as a kid, just it going over your head that they were in a couple that they totally. were, you know? And to me as well, like, mm-hmm. they, there's this scene where they're having kind of a celebratory dinner that gets interrupted by Sadie and they bring over their like dinner and, and granted Edward Herman is, is going a little crazy with the hand gestures, but they're sitting on the same side of mm. the booth to eat their meal together. Mm. And as a Cornish gay man. And as a kid, I didn't think anything of that. And mm. then later on, like their kimonos, he's in a little shorty kimono. <laughs> And he says he got it on Fire Island. What do we know? And I like that we don't know what I the like hell Fire Island Fred is. Fred Warm asked him if he got it in Vietnam. Did you get that Nam here? Hold on, I got a little bit of that. Oh my God, he is not a Ratliff. His name is Rune Dimmick. He's traveling with twenty-five dollars, no credit cards, and a harmonica. Will you look at this quilt? Oh, the workmanship. You're near me. Eh? Hey, I like your kimono. You get that nam? Uh, no. Fire Island. Huh. Well, let's all have a drinky, shall... No, I think it's time for Betty Bye. Chuck? Hmm? Good night, Rune. Rune's doing push-ups. Good night, Rune. Don't gonna... tell me you two guys are sleeping in the same bed together. Yes. <laughs> Gee, I feel awful about that. Now, if you want, one of you can take the couch, and I'll share the bed. Oh, oh that's very generous of you, but uh, we wouldn't hear of it. <laughs> you guys are all right. <laughs> yeah. They're completely over my head, is it? Yeah. Good? And, What's gonna happen? Yeah. And watching it this time, I was thinking, oh, did I? Did they like move to Jupiter Hollow afterwards? Because it was so cute how they're like right. they like they're like oh look at this quilt, this seems so nice, and they all kind of fell in love with the story yeah. Rune told about like why he misses being in Jupiter yeah. Hollow. I think, so I kind of expected that at the end, like yeah. you see them show up in Jupiter and like Hollow. in like this in like the sitcom <laughs> that would that would like take place after the movie ended, like they all moved back yeah. to Jupiter Hollow, mm-hmm. except for except for City Sadie. Yeah. So I was thinking as I was watching this, the New York twins are managing, you know, Miramax now (laughs) in the 80s that this is their father's company, you know, and now they're like the heads. I would imagine Sadie's like the head of this company. They're the head of like the the stockholders and the shareholders. I'm sure that there had never been women in power in this this company before. Sadie's character is ju- was just such like this Alex P. Keaton like gung ho, sh- and the dad was just like, "Sure, like run the company." So I'm thinking like, okay, they came up through the ranks, and now they're running, you know, this legacy, you know, deal. I'm thinking, I kind of want, I kind of want to see like, I want their backstory. I want, yeah. I want like, I want like the Rose and Sadie diaries, <laughs> like a like a prequel, like a prequel series on like the on the CW. 
of them as like young as young upstart girls in like in New York and in Jupiter Hollow. Yeah. Because like I want to see like Ro- you know Country Rose as like a girl in her early 20s like what's what's she doing in Jupiter Hollow to, And like, say and Jupiter Hollow Sadie never feeling like she's fitting in. Yeah. That she always dreams about the city but yeah. she's stuck in this podunk town. Yeah. I liked uh there's there's scenes set up at the very beginning with both sets where they kind of telegraph to us that one of them is not right for where they are. And I think it kind of gave them a, a good chance to set up a little bit of their characters and do some real, f- like kind of, kind of some funny work. I really liked, um, I really liked Bette Midler's. I, I'll play a little of that here. I, I feel like the real me is all cooped up inside, you know, and I want so many things. I want designer clothes. I want to see the world. I want a penthouse in the sky and a maid to pick up after me. I want to say things like, keep the change. God, sometimes I get so bored. I find myself just praying for a UFO sighting. I'd stand here and I'd say, come and get me. Come and get me. Yeah, well, you're bored because you've got no sense of purpose. Why don't you help me with this Moramax mess? Over my dead... What do you mean? Leave town? Go to New York City? It's a dangerous, dirty, low-down place, Sadie. I know. I know. Oh, my God. What will I wear? I gotta get my hair cut. Oh, this is just the sense of purpose I need. I gotta get me some of those press-on nails. Do those things stay up? I wouldn't want them flopping off in any of those fancy nightclubs. Listen, nightclubs, this is business. Now, you get a grip on yourself. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think Bette Midler's performance is really funny. I, she's, she's always really funny, but... There was some really good stuff with, with, I think with both characters. I yeah. really liked, uh, yeah. And to bring it back to those Colombian twins, that was kind of the saddest part of that story. Mm-hmm. Was the the one who was supposed to be in the city sure. who got sent to the country. He was like taken out of school at fourteen oh, and God. made to like work the fields. Oh, and he always did feel like I sh- I should be a professional. I want more yeah. for myself. But it was like taken from him. So when he did find out, can you imagine? Like oh, find man. out like I was actually supposed to live yeah. that life of like more you know. They weren't like his the, the family that he was supposed to be with right. not like super rich or anything, but yeah. But, but the not, rural like, family the was like super poor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh was, man. Yeah. So yeah. Again. We'll get we'll get right it. on writing that. <laughs> we'll write the comedy version of that, that yeah. movie. Big business too. <laughs> Columbia Colombian version. boys. <laughs> oh man. Um, Sorry to bring the mood down. Oh no, not no. at all. I mean, it's just. But it's yeah, pertinent. I mean, if you do think about it, like it's all, you know, it's funny in the movie. But yeah, if you really think about it, like, man, if you actually did find out, oh, all these things I was thinking my whole yeah, life, feeling yeah. like I didn't belong and yeah. I should be somewhere else, to find out, yeah, you actually were. Supposed yeah, yeah. To be somewhere else. I feel like. Country Sadie is 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 cool with it. Like she gets she gets it, but she also did. In the end, she did love Jupiter Hollow. Right. Yeah. Because we, you know, we kind of got her. She, little, she got. She knew where she came yeah. from too, yeah. and she and she loved it. Yeah. Whereas City Sadie just kind of became like the villain of the right. movie towards at the end. Yeah. You're like, is she gonna go to jail? <laughs> like, she's gonna stay in this in this closet forever. Well, Fabio seemed to forgive everything. Yeah, he <laughs> lost out on this fabulous <laughs> deal. Like, I yeah. guess he really liked her. I guess so. He just kind of walked off. Whatever, the sunset as whatever well. he was planning on strip mining <laughs> Jupiter Hollow for. Were they trying to find gold or something? In that? So I don't know. So <laughs> what exactly is this business that 
Sadie oh, runs. Like what? Like what exactly are they? they? I feel like they mentioned pharmaceuticals at some point. She right? did. Yeah, I she think said just a bit. One of those it, just giant companies that has a lot of. Yeah. Is it that weird '80s, 80s thing? <laughs> like what Richard Gere does in Pretty Woman? Yeah, they we buy. Don't, we don't need to. They know. buy bankrupt <laughs> companies. You saw that a lot in the '80s. Yeah. Yeah, we we don't need to know exactly what they do or manufacture. Just know it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they don't manufacture anything. They just buy other companies. That's what they, that's what Richard Gere did in Pretty yeah, Woman. Exactly. You don't buy anything. You don't make anything. What's <laughs> Yeah. Like that that was my Julia Roberts impression by the way because that's how <laughs> That was a really good Julia Roberts. That's how emotive of an actress I think she is. Um anyway, back to big business. So this is not the Plaza Hotel that they're filming in. No, it's a this set. giant set. They couldn't clear the plaza to film there. I just read that before we started recording. So they had to build this all in the Disney stages at um, in Burbank. Now, did they use this again for Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? Because it looks exactly the I same. I think they actually shot in the plaza oh. for Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. I did see that they later repurposed this set for a sitcom. Not the sweet life of Zach and Cody. No, that would have been too. Calm. Hold on, let Way me find later. out what it was. Well, the set is crazy. It's called the Nut House. I do not know what the yeah, show is. Yeah, that's what they repurposed yeah. the sets. And for. if it was made in like the late '80s, who knows? It's gone the time. Yeah, now. that is lost to IMDb. Someone will look it up and find it. But yeah, the set was really cool. Like, it's a huge set. Yeah. I just imagined that as a kid, I just was like, oh, well, that's, they said it was the plaza. I know that's a real place, so they probably just shot it there. I love that there's also this bum on the sidewalk. Yeah, the bum just seeing uh, Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler come in and out, and he sees the doubles of them. Does he just live on the on the sidewalk in front of the plaza? It's a very 80s person, a very 80s homeless person, too. Yeah, Like for You sure. saw this type a lot in the 80s. He's always eating a banana. He doesn't have like a uh, uh, a paper bag bottle, <laughs> but he looks drunk. He's acting he's acting hobo drunk, like that eighties hobo drunk where he's just like stumbling around. He's like, "Hey, hey, Mister, there's I've two seen things. Yeah, there's two of everybody in there. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll see yourself." Yeah, <laughs> he was also like Carla. You mentioned with uh, with one of the sound breaks that it was very night court. Yeah, there's a lot of like heavy bass. Yeah. Yeah, all that going oh, on. Walking. There's a lot of people in New York. Oh, so Look at many all those people. people. <laughs> 80s New York. Uh, but yeah, the bum was very Night Court. He was very much like... Uh, there was a Night Court bum character that was a re- repeat character, but just that like that like muppet show like background of of the yeah. of the audience of of the, and of night court but yeah this movie was a, a, a time in new york pre giuliani it's like kind of it's a little scary new york but still kind of getting cleaned up like the very beginnings of it too. well when rune gets there when the girls get there it's like glamorous business. Well, not glamorous, but it's like business New York. So it's like people in business suits and women with like women with tennis shoes, but like in a business suit and like taxis everywhere and just eighties like uh, hustle and bustle, hustle and bustle of New York. Go back City. to my theme, but uh, go back to the big business theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when but when Rune, but when Rune gets to New York, it's. On Broadway, the song, and it's 
he, hookers. He gets <laughs> to Times Square. So he gets hookers, porno theaters. Porno theaters. And like break Or like tourist trap Times Square. Yeah. There's no Olive Garden in that Times Square. It was like fully like a quarter peep show. And the country girls are supposed to stay at the Y. Yeah. And then they're, because of the mix up, they're at the plaza. So he goes to the Y and they're like, nope. Yeah. Pause yeah, <laughs> and they made a point. Of, they made a point of of Rose saying, "Well, I guess we just got to call and cancel our reservations <laughs> at the Y, because otherwise, Rune never would have known. Yeah. They had to like. There's yeah. so much of this plot that they had to like set up and mm-hmm. map out. Mm-hmm. There, I'm just picturing like a giant like dry erase board or cork board <laughs> with like red yarn everywhere. I, I would imagine that both Lily and Bet had this like board of when they were starting to film like who am i today yeah where i'm starting the day they have like because you see that with like actors are... of that they have like emotional boards yeah. or they have like something to keep their minds straight for the script of where they are in the yeah, day because the performances are so them, different both of them had that for this going into it yeah there's a there's a mix-up at the airport the, the city twins the country twins Get mistaken for the city. Get mistaken twins. for the city twins and take their room at the plaza. Why are the city twins at the plaza when they live in New York City? Don't know. That's not explained. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe just to be close to Fabio. Uh, yeah, possibly. It's a big city. Maybe just easier than and, commuting. Yeah, <laughs> and country Sadie is getting swept up in the glamorous life of living in the city too. Well, everybody she, at the hotel is giving them like all this stuff. She immediately wants to move into the plaza. Yeah, they think they're the um, what are what are their last? We can't keep calling them country and city. Well, there's the Sheltons, the Sheltons. are the city ones, yeah, and the Ratcliffs are yeah. Ratcliffs are the so yeah. Country. Everybody thinks they're the Sheltons, so they keep giving them things. They keep like they give them a room. The suite is okay. First of all, the suite is crazy. It kind of reminds me of the suite from Bachelor Party. It looks like the suite from Bachelor Party. Um, Sadie says it remi- it looks like the white house <laughs> but my only problem is it's this giant suite with like a full on like living room like huge bedroom blah 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 but then there're like two, two queen beds <laughs> next, next to each, each other. other they're yeah. not even queens and there's <laughs> not <laughs> even a. and there's not even a nightstand in between <laughs> yeah. they're like literally next to each other how else would we get those shots of <laughs> outside we need the shots of them in need, bed and you and you need the shots of them outside the window with both Sets of twins looking out. Yeah, but they could have put a nightstand in between there. Yeah, <laughs> between there. And there's beds. a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff with the hotel staff that they get berated by Sandy in one scene, and then she's very sweet to them in the next. Yeah. So everyone's sort They're of caught confused. off guard. Yeah. Of when the personalities change. There's a couple of different hotel people. There's the there's the fake Kyle McLaughlin, <laughs> who's like I assume the manager. I guess. Yeah, because he took he Another took guy's a concierge. Yeah, because he took the rat lifts up, yeah. and so he got to know them as being nice. And then when he saw the Sheltons, the Sheltons, he went to shake ha- Sadie's yeah, hand, and she was like looking at him like "fuck you, you, piece of shit." And then <laughs> then there's like the guy, the concierge guy, who thinks that Sadie Ratliff wants to bone him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he she's just condoms. A, yeah, she's just a pure country girl, just being nice. Yes. But as a city guy, he's thinking, "Oh, she but, wants me." Yes, but not <laughs> only is she being nice, she's kind of saying things. She's being naive too, because she's saying things that turn out to be innuendo. She's like, "Well, what are you doing tonight?" Yeah, the view is amazing. Yeah, in my room. You haven't <laughs> seen the view. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been above the third floor. Well, you, you gotta come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let me just say that actor, 
is in Batman Forever. Oh. We just saw it. He was a security guard. Oh my god! In it's, the in the it's, the it's, safe. It's boiling. It's answer. boiling. Answer. <laughs> yeah, it's that guy. Uh, it's the same. That's the same actor. Yeah. So he gets punched in the face. Yeah. By mistaken, he goes up and it's the, it's the city. It's, it's Sadie Shelton. He's got a of... he's got a two pack of condoms <laughs> in his pocket. He's got uh, two glasses, yeah. two champagne and glasses. And that was probably the most risque scene as a kid because yes. he basically touches her chest. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And True. Like, oh, you just know as a kid, you're not supposed to do that. You don't do that. <laughs> do not touch a lady. <laughs> I used to be allergic to Angora, but <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> so we should probably talk about the couples switching in this movie because they start to give everyone their own love interest that's a little opposite of the character. Should we talk about that? Well, okay. So everybody is set up at the beginning with their own current love interest, whether they're with them now or in the past. Yeah. So only... Country Sadie has Fred Ward. Rune. Yeah. The miniature golf Country Rose has Fred Ward. Rose. Country. yeah. 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 Country Rose. Country Sadie is actually single. Yes, she so she's free. She's looking. She's on the prowl. She's hot to trot. She in New had York that City. one. She had that yeah. one hick try to get, get a pig for her. Yeah, Petey but was he's covered to... in pig slop, so she's like, not. Nope, not going to get that grape soda with you. Yeah, a grape soda. <laughs> and then, um, City Sadie is divorced. Yes, but is being kind of romanced by this. Uh, the Italian, Fabio. by yeah. the Italian buyer. businessman mm-hmm. buyer and money launderer, he's clearly yeah. like a crook. Like mm-hmm. he's fully going to go to, kind of like in the, like the Wolves of Wall Street. He's fully going to go to prison, like a white collar at prison. the end of the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> and City City Rose has a nice doctor. Yeah, it seems like they broke up because she brought up marriage and that scared him. But then we kind of find out what really scared him was her sister. Like yes. he didn't want to marry into her family, which is kind of jacked up, but yeah. <laughs> and then eventually, I mean, Sadie's bad, but right. And then eventually Fred Ward meets city Rose, right? but he Who's mistakes little, her yeah. and he mistakes her, but they kind of hit it off even more. She's a little more sweet, you know, yeah, she's yeah. a little more, Kind of naive like he is. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And I would think that Country Rose would. She'd do well with a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. She'd do well with a doctor. I think she'd be a little standoffish to Rune. Mm -hmm. And I think she's she's a little bit more. She's a little bit more butch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Country Rose, right? Yeah. Country Rose. She's a little bit more butch. I think I think Rune needs City Rose to like. Right. To be a little bit more, and obviously, Country Rose wasn't that into him. Otherwise, no, she yeah. would have she wouldn't have missed his miniature golf tournament. Yeah, exactly. She would have. <laughs> she like, went off to the city. Like yeah. she's an ambitious, independent woman. I mean, granted, she needed to save the entire town, so she was putting <laughs> the good of the many over right. the good of the one. But still, but still, she had you know she had this this man who was ostensibly going to uh, propose to her with a shrunken down. <laughs> A shrunken ball. down miniature golf ball. What does that mean? That is a real golf ball shrunken down. He saw it in, what was it? Big, Put, Big, Big Putts, Putts magazine. magazine. <laughs> oh, Big Putts. That is a joke that is like such a little throwaway line, but Big Putts magazine is really funny, you guys. <laughs> and Doc, I think it was Dr. J. Dr. Yeah, Dr. J. By- Mary Gross's brother. <laughs> yes, Michael Gross. Yeah, Stephen just, Keaton. Just put a little yeah. bob wig on 
on that guy, and he and you have a sister. Yeah, Stephen Keaton from from Family Ties. Yeah, we didn't get a whole oh, yeah. lot of necessarily no not, not a lot of personality from him, but I you know yeah just but him. also go ahead. Well, yeah, I guess just I guess they were figuring, oh, that would be a good match because if he's a doctor, he must be ambitious. Maybe he'd do well True, with this ambitious yeah. woman who's a little more, a little more with it. I guess because he barely had City one Rose. scene with yeah. with Rose. City Rose. With he, but even with Country yeah. Rose, and that's who he ends up with at the end. Yeah. I know all they're doing is walking down the street, yeah. so it's like who knows? <laughs> like let's just get to know each yeah, other. Let's yeah. get a hot dog. <laughs> For the sake of the movie, they're just walking down the street. But yeah. I guess the intent is like, oh, they're gonna like go yeah. off into the sunset together. But I was like, yeah, it was kind of weird. Did they even have a scene together? They had one scene, barely. Yeah, yeah and it was barely anything. She shakes her jang- her bangles. Yeah, she like did the snake thing. <laughs> But probably the sweetest would be country Sadie meeting city Sadie's ex-husband. Ex yeah, because she agrees their kid little they Seth run into Green each other, is a little yeah. brat, and yes. she that's A.O. Swartz. And he think you know because he thinks it's his ex he's talking to. He's like, well, his mother spoils him. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. well, that's and you kind of got that when he meets her, he thinks a lot about. What Sadie used to be yeah. when yeah. she was like, younger. She, yeah, he courted too. her. He, kind of like mm-hmm. when he first fell in yeah, love with her. That exactly. was the old Sadie. Yeah. And she sort of like brings that out. Yeah. So then Seth Green's, if they do get together, that <laughs> means that his stepmom is also his aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <Basically>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it They're all works blood. out at the end. They yeah. all go off in their separate directions and no one seems to be... It's all good. No one seems yeah. to care, so yeah. it all worked out in the end. <laughs> I mean, it, it's cool. <laughs> and it, that's a, that is kind of what makes it a kid's movie. It's just that yeah, sort yeah. of movie magic. <laughs> yeah. There is, much like a lot of movies set in the mid-80s in New York City, there is a, a scene in F.A.O. Schwartz, which mm-hmm. we also talked about in Big Business. Um, this is Big Business. <laughs> I'm sorry. In uh, baby boom, baby, baby boom. boom. Carla, have you been to the F.O. Schwartz in New York City? Yes, I have. As, as have I. <laughs> I have not. Scott has not. No, I don't even know if it's still there. It might not even be there. Anymore. I mean, I know not. the company still exists, but I don't think they have a main store anymore. Yeah. And Are I in New York. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I will. Will IMDb that? We'll get. <laughs> we'll get one of the cats to 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 check it on the Wikipedia. But I remember at the time. Like seeing it in movies, seeing it in big, mm-hmm. in big business, um, and just being like, "What? Why? Do, what is the deal with this store?" And my mom just being like, "It's this huge toy store in New York City in Manhattan, and the whole thing everything. was that there's it has everything, and it had a lot of toys out mm-hmm. that you could like Engage play with, with. Yeah. yeah. And that to me was like, "What <laughs> update? It is still open." Yay! Yeah. Field trip to FAO Schwartz. It closes tonight at 9. <laughs> For good? No. <laughs> it's still open now. I think, I think they just have, they have two New York stores and that's it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do remember, and I, I may have mentioned this in Baby Boom, but there was an FAO Schwartz in the Glendale Galleria mm-hmm. in the 90s. And... Um, it was, you know, it was in it was in a mall, just, just here in in LA. It was in the Glendale right. Galleria, and I and I remember being like, "Holy cow!" And it was big, mm-hmm. but it wasn't multiple. It wasn't two right. floors like the There's no like escalators. The, no, <laughs> nothing like that. But it was it was big and it was cool, and I and I did enjoy it at the time. But the Glendale Galleria, while still a good mall, 
no longer has their official words. Oh well. No. But yeah, it, it's unclear what what uh, what country Sadie was buying. I'm assuming she was getting something for her nieces and nephews. She's got right. they have ten siblings. Yes. <laughs> they set up that there are like six boys and four girls or something in the in the the Ratliff family. Look, well, it's even the day they were born. They show all all of them. Yeah. Yes, they're front. they're very like Cletus and Brandine like. They just had all these kids, and I at the time she must be super fertile. I just thought it was really funny. There's some really cute stuff when she just comes out and she's just like, "It's time, it's time." It's time. <laughs> and then the, the doctor, when the doctor tells them both that they got twins, the city dad was like, "That's wonderful," and country dad's like, "Damn, damn, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and That's like, one more mouth they, to feed. When they were pushing, she was just like. Mm. <laughs> She was just she's so been there done that. We should also mention that um uh Sadie's the Sadie's mother is Mother Dearest from Strangers with Candy. Yes, the Shelton the Shelton parents the the mother is played by the the actress who's in Strangers with Candy who's the the stepmother stepmother uh, in Strangers with Candy. Deborah Rush. Deborah Rush. What else did she do in the 80s? Probably a couple of things. Yeah, because she looks really familiar, but yeah. I can't place it. Probably a couple of things. The, the father did was a character. Actually, she works the rounds, though. Yeah. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and the, I just realized, remember I commented on how um, City City was wearing a tiara at the end, but then yeah. it must have been the mother's, because remember he <gasps> says, like, you're gonna look beautiful in that tiara. And that tiara. So that was like her. And she says, "What oh. color are the stones?" So that's it's a, a that's a good little prop yeah. detail. It's Love almost it. like maybe she didn't want children, but he did. So he's like, "I'll get you a tiara if yes. you have if you have a child." And that <laughs> is where we they set up in that in that opening scene when we see the two sets of parents. They mm-hmm. really set up their types because yeah. mm-hmm. um, the mother Shelton was very much just like she was over this being pregnant. It's disgusting. She hated, you know, West Virginia. Like she was just And even just giving birth to a child in West Virginia is just such a Yeah. She just doesn't even want it. Yeah, and she was just like, fine, we'll name them Rose and Sadie. Sadie. <laughs> she did After, not because that care. was his grandmother's name? His yeah, his grandmother's, I think. Yeah, so he's a little more sentimental and also kind of yeah, sets it up that each twin would have sort of the d- distinct personalities for each set. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because the parents did too. Like yeah. Country yeah. mom was like a little more docile and city dad was a little more sweet. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh my God, see? All right, so we have to talk about when they all become, when they all come face to face with each other in the bathroom of the plaza. Yeah, um, uh, is it's subtle. Yeah. That scene. <laughs> Just a little subtle. Well, we should probably back up with the two Sadies are wearing the exact same outfit. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes it a iconic, more comical. Yeah, the iconic they both, polka dot They dress. both buy this black and pink polka dot white. business white. suit. Is it white or is it, oh, is it kind it of like... I, I always thought it was maybe like a, a pale very pink. pale pink. Yeah, maybe but I right. feel like maybe just the TV showing, showing it a little So they light, both though. buy this dress in the lobby of the plaza. Yes. They've both been eyeing this dress, and you see these cute but, scenes where they both miss each other looking at it, too. And also, Country Sadie had a little bit of longer hair, mm. and she cuts it into this matching bob That's right. that she paid 12 bucks for. <laughs> the, um, or as you like to say, the the Scarlett Johansson Avengers the, the Black cut. Widow, The Black Widow hair. The Black Widow hair. Yeah. 
Have you ever noticed in the Avengers they always give Black <laughs> Widow this Bette Midler big business hair? What? At least in the first two they do. I've never seen any. I always thought that was so it's weird. Fine. It's fine. You, you can catch up today never... and I expect a report. <laughs> I don't tomorrow. like any superhero movies. It's fine. I mean, even Guardian, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy people are like, well, you like that one. Did yeah, I you're like, like, I don't nah, care. Not really. <laughs> That's okay. It's not for everyone. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, you'll like that one. <laughs> no, you probably won't like that one either. <laughs> yeah, uh... They they style Scarlett Johansson a little closer to this, but that's that's just our opinion. <laughs> but yeah, so they buy this 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 little polka dot number, and I like. Even as a kid, I thought it was funny when Bette Midler, uh, City Sadie, walks into the the boutique and she's like, "I'll have that dress in my size. I'm a three. <laughs> the woman looks at her like mm. she's like, and uh-huh. the clerk, the woman at the shop is like, um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like five, seven, okay, nine, a nine. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. But that's also like Bette Midler. Not a not a big woman at all by any means. Probably very petite. Yeah. When you see her, she's probably mm-hmm. a tiny, she's probably tiny little lady. But, you know, at the time, even even by today's standards, that's like that's yeah. like she's show business fat. Yeah, they make right? jokes about it like she's like, oh, she's on a diet again. Yeah. Like she's in a bad Yep, mood. exactly. Well, and that's what's kind of interesting about Bette Midler is that when you th- – Look back into the eighties and who was making movies at the time? Who was her contemporaries that she would be compared to? Goldie, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just Goldie Hawn. I mean, yeah. even Meryl Streep at the time was doing super heavy movies, so they yeah. wouldn't have even been in the same, the same category in, yeah. in casting. As far as like who's Bette Midler was going in for like comedic roles. Yes. That's the thing. She's always mm-hmm. been very. Uh, very big and broad, and she is a broad, and you know she does these really, really good kind of a New York character. Um, I'm trying to think, Bernadette Peters, maybe. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of yeah. other kind of. I mean, she was kind of in, in a category yeah. all by herself yeah. at the time. I mean, Shelley Long was trying to break oh, yeah, into that world, yeah. And, yeah. and they did, and they did outrageous, outrageous fortune, fortune together. Mm-hmm. But they're so different types. Shelley Long yeah. is that Diane Chambers character. Mm-hmm. She is very much the like. More prim and proper, where Bette Midler is like the body. Yeah, uh, and I think she was trying to maybe with with Sadie show a little bit of range because she yeah. was more of like a s- sophisticated New York, um, you know, uh, business person as opposed to like uh, another kind of New Yorker that she typically would play. Yeah. Well, back to thinking Beetlejuice is the same year. Catherine O'Hara oh, yeah, was yeah. starting out, basically. Yeah. And then doing Home Alone. She kind of had... Yeah, had totally. chops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy is when I was last watching Beetlejuice, not to kind of a little sidetrack, Catherine O'Hara, my age, when she made when it, she 33. Made yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm the same age as Catherine O'Hara from <laughs> Beetlejuice now. I mean, you could have a 14-year-old gothic stepdaughter. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but yeah, I I think Bette Midler's just kind of persona at the time was bigger than life. But I mean, she is a very petite woman. And, and yeah, I think it's just, it's interesting the whole, like, I mean, it's a whole other topic, but she's definitely. Well, she has big boobs. She does. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah. makes women look bigger than yeah, they are. Yeah. And make her, make her go up a size <laughs> if it's a dress probably, right? Mm-hmm. Like. If you're one size on the top and one another size on the bottom, that's like a whole thing, right? I would imagine. <laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I bought a business suit, so I don't really know. 
It was, is that a business suit? It's got polka dots. Right. Well, I like, guess that's yeah. why. I guess that's why the other. Which rose was it? Because then there was that. That was the first time they were. They switched. Yes. They with when the they wrong yes twin. because they were often, and what did she say? She looked like like a prison ward or something. Well, okay. So yeah, I, th- I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So basically, the, wanted to soften her up. Yes. The first time, the sisters meet their counter not their counterpoint but like the the wrong sibling essentially <laughs> it's so hard to explain it's so hard to explain yeah. but country rose sits down to breakfast with city sadie so this means we are now we have both type and these a, are the both, yep, exactly. both of the like you know uh, a little more sa- aggressive, the, sa- the sassier ones. Sassy <laughs> sisters are sitting with each other, and City Sadie comes in, and she's wearing a gray, like coat yeah. with this crazy like tassel brooch. tassel brooch, <laughs> but just kind of militant looking. Very mil, yeah, very military. I think it's just a black skirt, and like it's like a t-shirt underneath. The blouse is like a t-shirt blouse, but it has like. Um, like a like a medallion print, almost right. like a it had some emblem or something. It had like an emblem, but almost like the like the Medusa. Who's the Medusa? Versace, or is oh it gosh. Gucci? Is it I think it's Versace. I think the Medusa is Versace. It Versace. looked almost it almost looked like like the Versace Medusa, mm-hmm. you know, emblem on this T-shirt underneath this gray blazer, and she's like, "You look." Rose says. You look like you run the state prison, which is very uncharacteristic of City Rose. So, yes, to so call city out Sadie, Sadie. was kind of yeah. like, "Well, you're yeah. you're in a mood today, or something." I forget what she yeah. said, but was like, "Whoa, like that's unlike you, but okay, mm-hmm. like I guess I'll find something else to wear." Like she yeah. was like, "Okay, I'll consider this." Yes, and country <laughs> Sadie purposely bought the dress. She wanted that dress, right. and she spilled boysenberry jam. On her old polyester polyester blazer. My brand new polyester blazer. (laughs) And they set it up earlier when she had... When she had the the, the money, money mm-hmm. that which they, they thought was a bribe. that they thought yes. was bribe money, but she was eyeing See, that dress. All this stuff yeah. you have to I set know, up the money. It's, it's a very the kids' money. It was Seth yeah. Green's it's money. It's a very tight script. Everything. It's all. It's all. Puzzle. It feels really convoluted, but it's they're all puzzle pieces. It's all puzzle pieces. That's all money. It's complicated, but it all fits together. It's like Mulholland Drive. <laughs> it really is. This is the Mulholland Drive of the eighties. It's the <laughs> cash that. She that city Sadie was giving her son for good grades. Yeah, Sly, her ex husband, mm-hmm. makes him give it back. He, they put it in an envelope, give it to the plaza. They're like, "This is for Sadie." But and Kyle McLaughlin gives it to her because <laughs> to he thinks Sadie. that's yes. city Sadie. And so Country Rose thinks, "Oh, they're trying to bribe us." Yeah, and don't you use that? She's like, "Well, just because we use it doesn't mean we'll you know do Taking what they the bri- yeah. yeah, just because we take it doesn't mean we'll do what they say." Yeah. So she used that to buy the dress. And there was enough dough in to there buy to buy, not only to buy a dress, but she took some, she skimmed it off the top. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't the whole amount. She opened it up, saw the cash, skimmed a couple of hundo, put it in her brawer, and then put the rest of the cash back in and showed that to Rose and was like, look at all this cash. And she was like, that's a bribe. So how much does this... How much does the business suit cost cost. at a boutique (laughs) in the plaza? So you know that's more than the street value. I would probably say that. I would probably say that dress. dress. (laughs) Maybe maybe three hundred. If she went in nineteen eighty seven or whatever, yeah. 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 If she went to go buy that at the mall, if she got it at like Talbots, it'd be eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. She even said a hundred for a seat. Like if he was getting a hundred for a seat, 
What was it getting for exactly? A B? It was a hundred yeah. for every C, two hundred for every B, and it was a wad of hundreds. So yeah. granted, you have a bunch of classes at the time, so and you have like you know, spelling and social studies and all that. So. <laughs> And let's say maybe he got she's all she said was a hundred for every C, two hundred for every B's. So like I'm saying, my mom tells me that I'm, you know, I'm fucking busting my ass to get as many A's as possible. That's why it's kind because of a good that's idea. at least three hundred an A. At least I would be like two hundred for a B, and I got an A. Can I get four for every A? Come on, you know what? it's harder to get an A. So there's maybe like. $800 in there, at least, a grand. Yeah. Yeah, possibly, in hundreds. And he's just hold, carrying it around yeah. in his pocket <laughs> yes. all together. The money going, to get, going to get Rambo toys <laughs> at F.O. Schwartz? Yeah. Shit. He could have bought that floor piano. He could He could have bought the floor piano. <laughs> so this is all building had... up. Go ahead. We should probably say this is all building up to the big scene in the bathroom, too. The, the, it's the big centerpiece of this movie. Okay, when they all come face to face. So I give a there's a, there's some corny jokes in this movie. There's some smart jokes in this movie, but the Harpo Marx mirror, yeah, stuff is a little funny. heavy-handed. I think it's pretty funny though. <laughs> she she does it really well. Bette Midler sells it. Yeah, Shelley Long may not be, have been able to <laughs> sell this. Oh, okay. If uh, if she was in, if it was big business with Shelley Long and like, who else would have been in it with Shelley Long and the, like Meg Ryan and Shelley Long, are they too similar? Oh man, Meg Ryan would probably be too young. At, yeah, for this Shelley Long and like and Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, <laughs> or like you were saying, it was bar- supposed to be Barbara, Barbara Streisand. Streisand, Barbara and Goldie. That would have been Barbara doing this. Yeah, we'll just say that could. Shelley Long and Mary Steenburgen were the. <laughs> We're the plan alternates. <laughs> We're the plan C the of this TV, casting. The TV version, the, the Lifetime movie version uh-huh. of this. They would have done the sitcom at the end where they where yeah. everybody moves back to Jupiter Hollow. They got to reuse that plaza set, man. Shit. They built that whole plaza set yeah. on the ABC lot. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would have watched the sequel sitcom where everybody moves back to Jupiter Hollow Absolutely. and then we go back to the plaza because, like, I don't know, somebody, like... That's well, something new to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. you would have to have like the Sly's like dropping out of his like prep school or something. <laughs> Your A story would be at the plaza, and the B story would be in Jupiter, in Jupiter Hollow. Hollow. So you I, could, so you could do both. I, I mean, you would think that they would set it all at, at the plaza, but I also agree with Carla that so many of the characters would have fallen in love with. I feel like Graham and Chuck for sure would move back to Jupiter Hollow. And Rune and City Rose definitely Definitely. have to move back. So there's a lot of back and forth. But I also really strongly believe in my Rose and Sadie Diaries pitch. (laughs) Yeah. For like a teen. Yeah, like a teen like CW show. Well, Country Rose was definitely like ASB president. So that would be like. She was like FFA. (laughs) She she was like raisin, like raisin cheap. (laughs) For the FFA, so future city farmers. and uh, city Rose and Sadie would be New York in like the mid seventies. Yeah, so really scary New York. Yes, late seventies, <laughs> and like I feel like even though City Rose is like the more like sweet one, I think she still would have been really into like the Runaways and like the Pretenders. <laughs> oh man, because as CBGB, <laughs> yes, as evidenced by her cool Tina Turner T-shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard and I saw that when 
it reveals that she's wearing this Tina Turner t-shirt she's, to bed. She's lounging in bed in like this very 80s like robe with like marabou feather like lining. And then she kind of like turns and it reveals this <laughs> Tina Turner concert t-shirt. And it's like, oh my God, I love it. Love it. But yeah, my Carrie Diaries <laughs> slash Rose and Sadie Diaries. I, I'm writing it today. Yeah. Because they would have right been now. in the prep schools, but maybe she would, like, slum yes. it with, like, she would find some, like, arty mm-hmm. uh, Greenwich Village friends. Yeah. <laughs> but And what is late 70s Sadie doing? Like, she's she's so, like, into business. I think that she's, like, I think that she's shadowing, like, a Wall Street tycoon, yeah. too. She's she, trying to learn how to make money. Or she'd yeah. been, like, um, what's her face in Cruel Intentions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like having Catherine, her, yeah. having her little games. Yeah, because she <laughs> messing, she she was messing with Chuck and Graham. Oh, I like yes. to think that I like to think that Sadie is taking business meetings at Studio Fifty Four. Oh, for sure, she definitely brought Chuck and Graham with her from from prep school, and I think that she definitely is like she's like I said, she's Type A. She knows what she wants. She's like a strong businesswoman, but she does know how to use her feminine wiles to get what yes. she wants, as I- illustrated with Fabio. Mm-hmm. Those Yo. gross scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're They're a Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it never says what her ex-husband did. I no, she, yeah. yeah. We don't know how she met him. I or feel like he he's was. very more down to earth. Yeah. So maybe she did have I some like, hippie roots. I think he's just like a, maybe just like a day trader too. Mm-hmm. Like he makes money, but he doesn't care about it as, as yeah, much as yeah. she does. But I like to think that he took off time of work to raise the kid. Oh yeah, for and sure. And she's the one that ended up Making mm-hmm. all the money too, yeah. so he's sort of the stay-at-home dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's yeah, she's giving him like, what is it, palimony? <laughs> when you pay the debt, pal, I think it's palimony. Yeah. Oh well, I'm right. I'm writing it, you guys. I'm pitching <laughs> it. Pitching to the CW. I love it. Tomorrow, the, the Rose and Sadie Diaries, from Jupiter Hollow to to New York City. <laughs> okay, so so they all meet. The four of them meet, and that scene is crazy. There's some oh, a little bit of overacting in that scene. Uh, a little overacting. <laughs> I love that you see um, when they're all on screen together and they had to do some optics. They had yeah. to they had to sort of layer scenes and uh, yeah, uh, it's whatever they did in the Parent Trap. Yeah, in the birds, whatever process of film that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, when yeah, you layer 80s, shots on shots on shots, right? It's probably not that far advanced no, that yeah. special effects like it's not CGI yet no not at all yeah, it's all I mean I it's think not it's, in camera I but think it's, it's pretty split screen I think it's pretty old school filmmaking that they had been doing since the 60s yeah. I think that Disney sort of pioneered all of that too they did they did and it wasn't until Back to the Future 2 when Zemeckis came in and did some stuff with uh, motion control cameras so that they can get a little bit more sophisticated moves out of it. But yeah, I think it was just a lot of blue screen mm-hmm. and um, filming everybody twice and stand-ins yeah. and all that. Yeah. It's pretty successful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny scene. Yeah. I remember... Seen, like, the eyes are in the right place. You always yeah. look for that. Like, there's some movies where, where you tell looking? they're, like, mm-hmm. looking at some... Looking at the floor or something. Yeah. It's the Jordan Peele us <laughs> moment of the movie. <laughs> I remember when Jordan Peele, a few months ago, when he was doing press for us... And he was on uh, 
I think it was on like Conan or something, and he dropped a big business reference. I think it was on Fallon. What? Fallon, and yeah. you could tell he the audience, the yeah. audience didn't get it, and he's oh just like, God, he's die. like, big he business. Was, he was on Fallon. Uh, audience, yeah. like, Lily yes! Tomlin. No, because <laughs> okay, Jimmy oh, Fallon man. chuckled, and I think he knew what it was, but the, the audience didn't react, and he was just like, you guys. <laughs> but I like that. Even Jordan Peele, when he made Us, definitely had big business in mind when he was making <laughs> this genre movie about yeah. doppelgangers, doppelgangers and twins, too. Mm-hmm. And just everyone has their own little uh, pair that you could just run into. Yeah. Well, there's also my favorite uh, Drew Barrymore and George Newbern uh, classic called Doppelganger. I don't know this one. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I believe it was an HBO original movie. Oh. And um it's not great. Uh but it's about it's about the the husband from uh from Father of the Bride. He was also in what, what was that actor? What was his name? George Newbern. Oh jo- yeah, George I Newbern. Yeah. He was also in if you remember Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. The one at the yeah. end. And the one the, at the end. The, the college the boy. Frat. Yeah, the college guy. I'm a senior. In high school. In high school. In high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't be a senior. Yeah. <laughs> so him and Drew Barrymore, and she like rents out his spare room, and it's uh-huh. they're trying to go for this like vertigo like thing where he would see her out in, in L.A. and just be like, oh, there she is, and like reach out for. Her. But then it takes this turn, and she's like a monster. Fully, she fully is like this alien monster that like never heard of this. Tr- like this weird sex monster that this, tries to eat him. This movie sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's called it's called Doppelganger, and I remember seeing it on like Cinemax or like late night HBO, and just being like, "What is this?" Was he also in that Ice Skinny movie, or is that someone? That's DB Sweeney. Okay, the cutting talking, edge. The cutting edge. <laughs> just, <that's laughs> we were just talking about the cutting edge oh, today. They look alike. They look. They alike. both have that like never shaved face. <laughs> yes, which was rare in the eighties. You know, you always had a clean shaven guy. But yeah. That was D.B. Sweeney. What uh, are other movies that have to do with doppelgangers and twins? twins there was with, that... Um, well, there's, twins with there's, Schwarzenegger. There's and Twins with Schwarzenegger Danny and Danny DeVito. <laughs> there's also that Laura Linney and Topher Grace movie where Topher Grace looks like her ex-boyfriend. I don't know. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that one. There is the ABC Family Show. Um, oh God, what's that Switch called? Switch to birth. Switch to birth. birth. <laughs> you love Switch. I, love I remember Switch you. Birth. You mentioning Switch to birth to There's us before. There's something about that. It's so fascinating. Well, it's a very dynamic premise <laughs> yeah. too. That there's a lot of there's a lot of material there if right. you really flesh it out. Yeah. And you talk. And about again, it. kind yeah. of like the yeah. Colombian twins, like yeah. in Switched at Birth, it's also like a kind of rich and poor thing. Sure. So that, and there's also the handicap, like the the girl who was supposed to be in the rich family was deaf because she got illness when she was a kid and if she was rich they would have been able to fix it but because she was poor she went deaf because of this illness so there's all that drama yeah oh man (laughs) it's really good (laughs) we'll eventually do the parent trap and there's also there's also both parents and I will hear none of this bullshit that the Lindsay Lohan one is better than the Haley Mills one because the the Haley Mills one is far superior who would say such a thing clearly and I will slap you in the face if you try to argue <laughs> yeah. against that. Plus, there's every uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen okay. vehicle <laughs> from, from the midnight. <laughs> Did they yeah. ever play like, oh, we don't know each other? So, it, like so it, it takes two. The theatrical one. I was going to say that was a theatrical That's one. more or less one. a remake of The Parent Trap. And also, they're not sisters in it. They just look alike. Oh, Because I, I think that they were afraid that they would get sued by Disney. Sure. If they were actually twins. 
So I think in the movie it's played that that they just look alike. Well, and also the Olsen twins are trying to like perpetuate that lie that they are not identical twins and that they are fraternal twins. Mm-hmm. Lie. Like, but, <laughs> yeah, they always say that they're fraternal they twins. They always say they're fraternal. You can, If you know the little details, you can spot them in movies. When they're children... If you know specific qualities about them. When they're children, they, I mean, today, it's like night and day. But, like, yeah. as children, they look... Identical. Identical. Yeah. I think they are fraternal. There's a slight height difference. Identical oh, yeah. would not there's, have a height never difference. Height, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Ashley w- would always be the girly one in all of the direct-to-video movies, and uh, Mary-Kate would be the tomboy. That's how you could always tell them apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one married the giant old man? That's Mar- Mary-Kate. Because uh, Mary Mary-Kate was more of the actress of the two because they used Mary-Kate the most on Full House. Uh-huh. Not that I don't know anything about the Olsen twins. <laughs> I, mean... I know Mary-Kate was on Weeds. She was terrible. Really? Yeah. But she was, she was no She good? would do the most acting. I thought, I thought oh, no. She was also in The Wackness, too. She was... I remember on Weeds, she was like a Christian stoner. It was a weird concept. A Christian yeah. stoner. Like she was really into Jesus and really into weed. And it was like supposed to be cute, but it was, I, was, I didn't buy it. <laughs> it was weird. That is interesting. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So we they finally meet up, all four. And somehow, we thankfully it's off screen. Yeah. But they like explain everything to each other. That would be very. Con- I guess they figured yeah. out because they well, the city twins did know that they were born. Yes, yes. In, in Jupiter Hollow, True, so I guess yeah. they could figure out like, oh, well, we must have been swapped since we were both born in the same place. Yeah, yeah. True. So they kind of explain everything. They kind of figure all out what's going on, and they're like, okay, well, this board meeting is going to happen, so we've got to get in there and cancel. They lock Sadie in the closet because they knew that she would sail them up the river. Yeah. If it was up to her. But so, this is where she straight up becomes a villain of this movie. Yeah. So they have to... Um, Country Sadie has to make the big speech and save the day. And we didn't mention that Country Sadie has a videotaped episode of Dynasty <laughs> that John she watches over she and over again. Joan Collins. And yeah. A, yeah she, Alexis Carrington. She drops Alexis Carrington. I own 51% of this corporation. <laughs> And I'll fire you, all of you, on the spot. <laughs> She's like, Rose, may I have a glass of water? <laughs> She's reenacting the entire scene. It's amazing. Yeah, but, I good. mean, they rally everybody mm-hmm. to their side, and I guess they saved Jupiter Hollow. They Jupiter Hollow. We can't put all of those people out on the streets right. just to strip mine them. Yeah. yeah, and they make a good point. It's also to save their asses, like she says. It's yeah. also to mm-hmm. save everyone else's because they have an image problem. Yeah, because they've done this before. With Santa's. With Santa's. <laughs> Santa City. Yeah, they've done this some this kind of thing before, and they had picketers, and they had Santas, and they had families already kind of like picketing their company. So they're like, "No, we don't need to have that again." So, so they bring yeah the stock, the stock, the board members. I mean, mm-hmm. the shareholders and everyone cheers. Are. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> it all works moment. out. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And then you get them all going their separate ways outside the plaza. Yeah. Their switched men's with their switched men, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Sadie's country, Sadie has not a change of heart. I mean, she did always say that she doesn't really appreciate Jupiter Hollow, and she wants to go to New York. So you'd think that maybe she would be on City Sadie's side, and yeah, Sadie's trying to get her on her side. She saying, has those country like, values, man. Still, yeah, yeah. It's that's that trumped everything. 
Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there's that that final scene of them walking walking out, and all four of the men are lined up in a row, just <laughs> like, like hmm? you, you, right? yeah. <laughs> like the doctor even has the ring. He's like, you want it? Which you want one it? wants it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who wants God. to be engaged to me? <laughs> That's the weakest parent. I think yeah, the I rest have something. I feel like even even. Sadie Shelton and Fabio. I mean, this is not going anywhere. He like came here for this business deal. They're going to be broken up in a week. Yeah, yeah. She. I mean, and also like, what's going to happen tomorrow? She's still running Miramax. Yeah. <laughs> like she's just going to find some other some other like shitty company to buy and and sell off in pieces. So maybe that is what happened. Maybe they stay together and strip mine some other yeah, little I don't, town. I don't think Sadie Shelton learned anything. <laughs> Probably not. But now she has three sisters as opposed to just one mm-hmm. to sway her and to keep to her to do in the check. right thing yep. to keep her right. in check exactly. And so. maybe if uh, Sly and Country Sadie end up together, they maybe parent better, and mm-hmm. then even that will be. A, Against her and or maybe sway her like yeah yeah that's true all, it's called co-parent this it's like a thruple <laughs> raising <laughs> green <laughs> that's the thing if you are now the stepmother of your sister's kid <laughs> yeah but they're not sisters I mean they are sisters but they're they don't have blood. a relationship it's, so it's weird. still weird <laughs> all right so now we need a reboot a 2019 <laughs> we need to where are they now. We're all, all all four of them, and grown up Seth Green. Obviously. Are we going to be using the same actors? Oh yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be like a Hulu, yeah. a Hulu like reboot? Yeah, it's got to be all of them. They're all still around. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's still around. I no, did... except Edward Herman. Oh, R. except R. Edward yeah. Herman. Yeah. I loved him as a kid. Ever since Annie, when he was. He played president of oh, Franklin it was FDR. Yes, he was FDR. That's right. I mean, me and Edward Herman go way back from my VHS of Overboard and the Lost Boys that I would <laughs> watch back to back. That's great. Oh. Yeah, Edward Herman is turning out to be a movie that made his gay all star, mm-hmm. along with Mary Gross. Um, did they hire Seth Green because they wanted a redheaded kid? <laughs> they definitely dubbed that voice. <laughs> that is not Seth Green's voice. Some of it's his voice, but a lot of it's not. He may have just been, maybe by the time they had to loop it, he came in and he was like... He was working the rounds, though. Sounded like In Chris, the 80s. Chris, uh, Whenever you probably had to read a 10-year-old kid, Seth Green was probably always in that waiting room. Yeah. He was in commercials. He was in movies. He, he was, was in Radio yeah, Days. He was in Radio Days. Yeah, he was young he, Woody Allen. He followed this with uh, My Stepmother is an Alien. Is he in, in My Stepmother is an Alien? He My Stepmother is an Alien. It? Yeah, he was all yeah. over. He Remember was good business. Go ahead. Christian Jacobs, the Aquabats. Oh yeah, yeah. He was in um, Pretty in Pink. He was the kid that was. I don't know what he was doing. He was he sh- not like, shopping. The nerds? No, no, he was a little kid. Oh. He was a little kid, and Annie Potts like oh, yeah. staple guns. He was just looking at stuff. Oh, he, why did she <laughs> just thought he was shopping? She was just being a little too Annie Potts. What's that character's <laughs> too, name? Too Annie Potts. <laughs> oh crap! She has a crazy name, Varla or something. <laughs> the, the record store is named Track. He was literally <laughs> looking at a record, and she was like, put it down. <laughs> yeah, she's like, he's like, you missed my eye by an inch. She's like, half inch. <laughs> half inch. I always remember that, yeah. 
That was him? Iona? That was Christian oh, Jacobs. Iona, yeah. Iona. What did I say her name was? Varla? I was Varla. close. <laughs> close. Iona. He was also like in a Mel Brooks movie, but I think mm. it was one of the ones that no one watched. A minor one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, he was a child star for a little bit of the 80s. Hmm. Well, I think Seth Green will come back for our Hulu reboot of the business. <laughs> and uh, we'll also have to work on casting The Rose and Sadie Diaries, my CW prequel series. This yeah. movie is just rife for for, for content. There's a, there's a lot of different directions you can go with this movie. What do you call it? it uh, IP? Intellectual property? Just the IP is just like... The big... Through the roof. The big business universe. <laughs> yeah. The big business extended cinematic universe. Well, maybe it's like too late for Seth Green's character. Like he's just spoiled through and through and he becomes the next oh, city. Maybe Sadie. He, he takes he's over the taking business. taking over Miramax. And then like... Ugh. And then like... Um, Rune and City Rose have mm-hmm. kids. And sure. They gotta go like fight against, you know, their uncle. Uh, I like it. What's his name? Little Sly. Sly Jr. Figured out those names. Sly Jr. Yeah. We gotta fight the power. I like it. I like it. We can write this fan fiction, you guys. <laughs> we'll get it off the ground. Anybody out there listening, feel free to contribute to our big business sequel and prequel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's so much here because we've got our we've got the Rose and Sadie Diaries prequel, but we also have the half hour sitcom sequel. Yes. That's just them immediately after the movie. I'll ends. be the showrunner of that one. Yeah. And then we have like a limited series that's set in the present with Sly Jr. running Miramax. Mm-hmm. And Rune Jr. He's got an empire here. Yeah. This is like Shonda this is like Shonda <laughs> We're like the new Shonda Rhymes, you guys. I got it. We're we're on board. Emmys twenty twenty one. Watch Golden out. Globe. Golden Globe for Seth Green. And, and if, Finally, and if Edward Herman were still around, they definitely moved to Jupiter Hollow sure. and they enlightened the country oh, folk yeah. and everyone. They start think, like a they, they start like an Airbnb business. Oh, totally. But how funny would it be when they come to Jupiter mm-hmm. Hollow in the first season of the sequel <laughs> sitcom, and like no one knows that they're a couple? Yeah, that's, they're all like room. That's yeah. part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. is that it's they're a just slow like reveal. Yeah, <laughs> they're, just, they're just roommates. And, and then when they find out, they don't care. Yeah. Because they fell in love with them. <laughs> yeah, they were. They thought they might have been homophobic, but now that they've that they've met both of them, they've just fallen in love with them. I agree, and they're one of their own. Yeah, wow. So as we this wrap up, great, you guys. did you want to talk a little bit about when you were a kid? Because you mentioned this of how having this affinity for Bette Midler as a child, sure, and just kind of looking back on that, and it really didn't take you until fairly recently. I mean, to kind of realize that I just I didn't know anybody watched this movie besides me. I th- I literally thought I was the only person on earth who watched this movie multiple times, and I was in a car with some friends going to a club, <laughs> and somebody mentioned Pet Midler, and a girl in the car started yodeling and said "Little Lady," and I was like. What did you just say right now to my face? Like, what? Other people know what big business is? And, like, now, again, just like Bette Midler has this very, like, specific character that you'd play in the 80s. Very big, very over the top. She wasn't, like, she knew who she was always. 
she wasn't like afraid of anybody else, including like men. You know, she was like a woman who was in control of herself. She was like funny. She was attractive. She was all of these things. And usually movies, I mean, movies are made for men. They're made with men in mind. They're made with men as the main characters and women are, I mean, this is just the reality. This is a fact. And to me as a kid, seeing this woman being in charge of an entire movie and several movies, all the ones we talked about, I was just like, what the hell? Like, this is like just aspirational to me. And I just really had this affinity for all of these characters. And, and, and then this movie in particular just has like a lot of funny gay shit in it. But yeah, I don't know. I just always wanted to see her sing and dance and be funny and curse. And I feel like this movie does have a soft spot for people in their later to mid thirties, early forties that when you mention it, it just kind of gayer straight. When you mention big business, they're always like, Oh, I used to love big business yeah, as a kid. Yeah. So it's a very specific generation that grew up on this movie too. Yeah. What Carla, what did about it kind of, do you do you think kind of drew you to it or made you go back to it? Just I mean again, comedy? I guess. Um yeah, it was funny and just also Yeah, there are two, four strong female yeah. leads, which I didn't really think about it at mm-hmm. the time, but I must have been drawn to that. Yeah. And also, I guess I was more of a suburban girl. Yeah. So both city and country was kind of exotic to me. Yeah. You know, it was kind of funny laughing at the stereotypes and, you know, they would talk different or whatever. Yeah. And so that was a lot of fun. And a little bit of, you know, romance, which is interesting. Like the whole switcheroo at the end is it's ridiculous. Yeah. But as a kid, you're just like, <laughs> Oh, you know, it's like just like a little bit of romantic happy ending, I guess, in a way. Yeah. And and yeah, and like we've said, like the wearing sneakers in your business dress <laughs> like in New York City, it's really exciting. You're just like, that's gonna be me one day. You know, you just expect yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. that's gonna that's that's where I'm going probably. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna be looking like- <laughs> back on this movie now. I definitely grew up in a um in a Jupiter's Hollow. Uh-huh type of town yeah which was super exotic to me yep yeah oh, oh man yes, and i love this song <laughs> i love this song i had no idea this movie ended with this song until today yeah. i love this song and it's a great ending too because it like extends into the credits you know that's yeah. always fun as a yeah. kid like, i love it's still that going. in 80s movies mel brooks movies would do that kind it's of a thing. good it's yeah. a good play out for all of your characters with the song yeah for sure for i sure. often confuse the song with the other um Song that's similar, King of Wishful Thinking, that opens Pretty Woman. From Pretty Woman. Yep. Yep. Very similar. Very also similar. very uplifting. Not the same song. Steve Winwood. Blue Eyed Soul. Love it. Oh, man. Thank you so much for joining us, Carla. This was Thanks really fun. Yeah, this was really fun. I love when we watch the movie with the guests, too. Yeah, that's all. That's and I am super time. glad it still holds up. That was like, it yeah, was it enjoyable. Does. It wasn't it's like, still oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it ages really well. Yeah. They're so, both great in it. Yeah. Yes. And so much fun to still watch. Yes. So everyone listening who hasn't seen it, see it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> go watch it. Find it. It's a, it's online. You can stream it. It's on HBO Go. It's HBO Go. It's on HBO go watch Go. It. So, so go get your parents' password for HBO Go. <laughs> <laughs> and you can watch this movie anytime. Do it right now. It's funny. 
Thanks for coming on, Carla, one Thank more you. time. Thank you so much. Uh, boys and girls, find us online. Find us on social media. We're Movies That Made Us Gay. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Facebook. And when you're on iTunes, don't forget to... Give us five stars. Always smash five stars. Do it. All the way to the right. Yes. We'll be back next week, everybody. Thanks. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.